Can you hear hey everything? Guys, check, check, one, two. Oh. Put the needle on the record. Perfect. I was born in a lighthouse. My mother was the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream the other night that our special guest today was John Stamos. <laughs> and me and John had a whole bunch of inside jokes and you and Tanya didn't think was funny. So <laughs> I got some Stamos stories. <laughs> take, this one, take this one off the air. <laughs> <laughs> I see you're uh, you're wide. Can I chill back like this, you guys? Oh, that's perfect. T and T. Yeah. And T. We're all three T's. There is a third T, but some know her as dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> We're all perpendicular. Is that okay? Hello. Wow. We're all here. We've been on a bit of a hiatus for a while. This is our first time all in the studio together for like three months. Shit. Yeah, so we're coming fresh off the bench. So this will be clumsy. So you um, be a, a good buff for us to knock the rest off. So I don't get headphones. We don't have any more. Yeah, that's usually the way it goes. Welcome um, back to Pleasure. You're welcome to my no, headphones no, if you like. They're, they're not on. I, I, <laughs> I just just dropped. I think they look cool. <laughs> This is definitely, yeah, the most, is that a Steadicam? Is that like the Stanley Kubrick? Are y'all going to film us walking through an ice maze later? (laughs) (laughs) It can be arranged. (laughs) Where's Eric? Y'all ditch Eric? Uh, They're cleaning up on the other. Uh, He's on cleanup crew, that makes sense. Yeah. Eric's been on the hunt for a new water bottle. He won't fucking shut up about it. (laughs) That sounds like Eric. I had one. Yeah, you've met Eric. How about yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> he had one from Columbia and he lost it. The I, country? I don't know. I did I didn't you don't ask him questions. <laughs> <laughs> you have been fully acquainted with Eric. <laughs> He's taken very good care of us. That's good. Yeah, I think. That's uh, good. That's a massive camera. Is that just a camera? What is that? I know. I have so much stage oh. fright right now. Is that still called a Zeppelin? A blimp. A blimp. <laughs> Yeah. This thing is crazy. I'd, yeah, make your own brand. Call yeah. it a dirigible. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Did you, you guys all seem much younger than me? But we used to have this th- weed thing that was from even from a previous generation, called a zeppelin, and it was a s- big rubber squeeze bottle that had one of those look like a tempura paint top <laughs> with a point. Yeah. And you sc- unscrew it, and there's a brass little trumpet, and you light a joint and put it in there. Firmly, uh-huh. screw it together, and then when you squeeze it, it forces the oh, air. Nice. So this stream of smoke comes out. Right. And you could like throw it around. Right. <laughs> you could still do that with like the vape things. I'm sure they've even got that for actual smoke, but. Yeah, I guess joint tricks aren't really that necessary anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what with the gravity bong? Yes. That's <laughs> the admin of the gravity bong. <laughs> Eat this cookie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We just dab now. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like drinking games. Like, if you've got to play a game to get um, <laughs> your rocks off, it's... You're right. Uh, just get straight to the point. That's a great point. It's, it reminds me of adding uh, the fashion of adding shit to bacon. Right. What the fuck is wrong with bacon? Uh, <laughs> as it is. <laughs> Flavored bacon? Like. <laughs> it's an example of too many elements. Yeah. You know, you, there, you can have too much fusion. And that's one yeah. of them. This yeah. might be too much fusion. If yeah. it ain't broke. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think I'm of the opinion that synthesis ruined pot. You know, you had this perfectly shamanic drug, and then, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, right. we're going to be getting cancer from the fucking yellow, orange, purple kush. Right. So, where's the mix going? Thanks for blowing my buzz, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, Tom's cop. Well, once Philip Morris gets a hold of it, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, is that is that what is that what synthesis refers to? I guess that's what I was getting. You know. yeah. We I I wrote them a letter in like '88. Was like, check this out, Marlboro Green. <laughs> get out, get out in front of it, man. It's coming. Damn, damn. <laughs> it's gonna come out. You know how it came out all these years later that like Exxon, yeah, that like Exxon. Um, knew about climate change all these years well some whistleblower or some investigative reporter is going to dig up that letter like Nick Offerman tried to tell you tried to tell you in 88 tried to throw y'all off yeah 
Get out in front of it. Before, before he became a snowflake. <laughs> before he became a snowflake. It's <laughs> <laughs> so all those progressive women you hang out with, Amy and Megan. Hell yeah. Made you uh, soft. And then some. <laughs> Speaking of TV, I got a few TV uh, TV ideas for some shows. I've already pitched one of them to Tom. Legally, I can't. I can't hear your. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Well, it's a uh, good thing it's satire. <laughs> um, I can hear them satirically. <laughs> but you're satirically. Very strictly. Um, I will ironically listen. <laughs> that's what most of our listeners do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, yeah. that's, Thousands of ironic listeners. We deeply <laughs> advise you to listen ironically. Um, Let's hear it. Do you know the show Friends? Um, you ever heard of it? Yeah, that was uh, Schwimmer's earlier show, right? <laughs> it, was, it was his earlier work before right. he became like before John Cassavetes. Out was uh, Robert Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, right. I got an idea about a couple of coal miners that have to move to Brooklyn to learn how to code called Friends of Coal. <laughs> it's just called Friends of Coal. Like in the, I had to remember the, I had the, uh, I had the jingle. It was a, <laughs> Nobody told you life was gonna be this way. <laughs> Obama come and shut. Oh uh, wait 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 wait. You'd have <laughs> to move. You'd have to move to Brooklyn because of the EPA. <laughs> <laughs> Obama shut down all the power plants. <laughs> and then some hippies came along and they rode a bunch of grants. <laughs> we'll be friends of course. You're you're very good at comedy. <laughs> Thank Terrence. you. Thank you. Don't blow him up any bigger. That shit audience. is funny. I think he was being ironic. No, I, I was not. I've also got one. Uh, hang on, hang on. Hulu just texted me back. They're picking you up for six episodes. Are they picking us up? Fuck yeah, we did it. But you we have to man. cast Mario Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to showbiz, motherfucker. <laughs> Tom's out, Lopez. Is he? I got good news and bad news. <laughs> All right, we could work with that. I could work with Mario Lopez. He's classically trained. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's probably a Disney kid, right? Probably. That sounds right. If anybody's a Mouseketeer. Is fucking Lopez. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, all the cameras they say are he has no genitals cameras. at all. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <Yeah>. Interesting. <laughs> if you do, do, you think a la National Lampoon that you would ever work this podcast into an actual sketch show? Um, I'd love to do that. Zip and discuss. If we got, yeah. if we had the money and the resources. Man, I would, I would click on that video. Would you? Hell yeah. <laughs> We yeah. thought about it. Eric's been pushing us. He wants to produce it. Anyway, you know what? Uh, shopping around a little Yeah, we've got... <laughs> we're not ready to, for our... No. All right. I don't, I don't want to push. Um, my second TV idea is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all are just... Settle in. Y'all are just... Ro- uh, if y'all in. are just rolling, just... <laughs> 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 it's, it's called The Handyman's Tale. It's like The oh, Handmaid's Tale. But it's oh, it's fuck. you in it. You're in it. You don't have to say it's like The hand. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's comedy. I forgot. Yeah. That's how comedy works. You don't want to be explicit. If we, if we have to ask, we'll never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I guess the premise would be like, um, it's like a future dystopic society, and like for reproduction to work, they like take a bunch of handyman, handyman, and make it to where they can have children. And then that's that's what we reproduce. <laughs> okay, this isn't working out. <laughs> keep that one in the percolator. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep we'll just, just stating on that one. Do you have a good song for it? Uh, I don't have a yeah. jingle don't for that one yet. <laughs> yeah, just keep that. Keep, keep cooking that casserole. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're off to a, off to a good start. Yeah. These are my questions. These are the correspondent questions. Yeah, you can't see those. Okay, my own. Yeah, don't cheat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. We don't we don't want to have our answers prepared. So are y'all good? Um, did y'all figure out how to hook up the audio? What is meant by a Cleveland steamer? <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> Damn, this is Lucian. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now hang on. Maybe. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Who's missing the Super Bowl? All of us. You all want to watch the Super Bowl? I was I was watching it before I came here. Do you, do you you is that something you like to do? Like. Uh, 
you know, I found football pretty homoerotic, and it's like the biggest one. And so. that's good, right? You, yeah, it's great. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fine. Oh. <laughs> and it's like tech year every year. It looks really cool. Justin Timberlake's doing the halftime show, so I was hoping they sure. would bring in Janet for shits and giggles, and that would probably be nice. Timberlake, did he used to be in Fatone's band? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Probably. He did, actually. <laughs> I was trying to get drunk to prepare for this, really. That's just all I was Are you the? Do you want to watch the Super Bowl? I mean, I don't really have a rooting interest. Do yeah. you? You don't have any money on I'm it. I'm intrigued no. by the, the fact that Tom Brady makes out with his son, and for that reason, that happens. Yeah, yeah he like made out with his son. Okay. What? Did y'all well, not see this? Hyperbolic. Did you not see this? <laughs> Did nobody see this? No. There's a video of him kissing his son in a really weird way. <laughs> for too long. Celebrities, am I right? <laughs> What do you know? What Sounds you like somebody might scrub one out on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady kissing his son in a really weird way. <laughs> Touchdown. Um, no, I didn't really. I, there's a party going on that I want to go to. No, that's that's fine. watching the Super Bowl. Right on. The content of the Super Bowl itself doesn't. That's a, that's a loud party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you didn't want to watch the Super Bowl? No, I don't. Uh, I don't follow the football. <clears throat> if the Bears were in the Super Bowl, I'd watch it so that I could uh, try and win my brother's love back. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> good but, effort. Um, good faith effort. No, I think football's going out. I think. I think it's on its way out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're you know, it's, I played football. I enjoyed it very much. It was my best sport of three, but. Uh, there's those videos of people getting concussions. Right. That's like, oh shit. Well, if you're going to start showing that, <laughs> this changes my thoughts on then the we football. Can't, yeah, then we're not really going to play it anymore. <laughs> I have a new opinion on it. Okay, well, what's going to replace football? Great question. That question wasn't on the paper. Euchre. <laughs> yeah. My vote. Or Rook is the version we play here. I've yeah. heard of Rook. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I don't know what the. Just some slight rule derivations. Different deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Euchre, is it very similar? Is Euchre a card game? Yeah, Euchre. Yeah. You take tricks like Rook. Yeah. But you use oh. a standard deck instead of the Rook. Yeah, deck. I went to college with a lot of Ohioans. They played the Euchre. Really? We'll ca- call them Buckeyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, which, if you're unaware, is a tree nut. <laughs> It doesn't make for a very imposing sports mascot. <laughs> right. They are poisonous, though. Aren't they? Yeah, they're poisonous. They are, yeah. yeah. So they're, in, they're insidious more so than... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, they have a poisonous ex- interior. So you just have interior. to get the opponents to consume you? Yes, to bite into you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pyrrhic victory. You lose a lot in the process. Unless it's like one of those Buckeyes. Have you seen the ones that are like chocolate and peanut butter? I have. Oh, those are fucking delicious. Yes, I have enjoyed them in my mouth. <laughs> that, that, that would be a good mascot. It would at least be a crowd favorite. Do you imagine if you were shooting Buckeyes into the audience like T-shirts, like there's, chocolate ones? There's two high schools in rural West Virginia. That's Polka High School, and they're the Dots. And they're like arch rival is the Nitro. That's the city name, the Nitro Invaders. Really? So and the Polka Dots. And the Polka Dots playing the Nitro Invaders. <laughs> It's like, how do you get over that? Huh? There, there's a. This is a great goddamn country. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a high school in New York called the, the Potsdam, New York, but their high school mascot is the Stoners. So they're the Potsdam Stoners. That's a real wow. thing. It's pretty cool. I thought. Is it supposed to be a reference to like Masons? Yeah, this like the town was built by Masons. But so. stoners. <laughs> that might be a bit of a stretch. <laughs> right. Right. If I wrote a school in a script, uh, and a you know a kid, uh, the kid that we care about plays for the polka dots, <laughs> you'd be like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> polka dots. Right. Right. Okay, buddy. All right. Does something smell like it's burning? I smell that too. Maybe we're all having strokes. Maybe we're about to have have a stroke. Like Pat Uh, Pat Robertson had a stroke today. Speaking of strokes. Oh boy, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. (laughs) That's what's burning. Can't say something nice about somebody. (laughs) 
I might uh, say it loudly this. on a podcast. That's that's my man. If he uh, if he ends up running into Jesus when he goes, he's in for a big surprise. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I used to watch. I it's only the third time in history Jesus kicked someone in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Pat. It would be worth it dying with Pat just to see that happen. It would. You'd be sure. at the pearly gates with him. Oh, this is gonna be fucking good. Get close, get close. <laughs> Why is Jesus stretching his quads? Smiling. <laughs> you ready for your ultimate reward? Yeah, he's he's pretty bad. Um but um the world's probably a better place without him. So I tried to right. on Twitter I tried to work in a Billy Squire joke. About Pat Robertson? Pat Robertson on the stroke, Billy Squire. Right. I right. couldn't finesse it exactly. <laughs> But I, I see where you're going. Potential there. Yeah, I see where you were going. Insensitive, maybe, but topical funny, and yeah, funny. We're a joke factory. We make jokes mm. in TV shows. They like the things. Feels like these cameras are uh, are fired up. I am. Yeah. Yeah, we're in a mess here. We got 30 minutes of audio <laughs> of of just shooting the shit. We call it garbage. Uh. Uh, <laughs> do you um? Are you ready to fire it up? Let's do it. Are we ready? Um, well, we've already started, actually. Uh, that's the way podcasts start these days. Um, we're a fan of the hard, cold open. We're a fan of the hard, cold open. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's kind of our trademark. Yeah, that's, we're known we for our trademark. hard, cold opens. The, the, uh, I call it a chilly opening. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, l- let me fire up. Uh, here we are on the Trillbillies Worker Podcast. Worker Party. Worker Close. Party. Yeah, one crucial word. Hell yeah. It's the party. Don't forget the party. Don't forget the yeah, party. Um, why? Tell me, why did you guys start this podcast? Why are we here in this cool room? I want to do the classic. Anybody want to feel this? <laughs> You're kind of the the Quavo of our group, aren't you? Am I? Kick it, kick us oh, off. Oh damn! Riff off of you. <laughs> um. Well, let's see. We started the podcast about this time last year. It was uh, just like right after the inauguration. There were several things going on in the sort of mass media that were just pissing us off in general. Like the sort of attention given to J.D. Vance and Hillbilly Elegy, but just I think more than that was just. The it's pr- a great book. Did you guys, did you, <laughs> yeah. did you check it out? We, um, we thumbed through it. Yeah, we thumbed through it. <laughs> <laughs> read the cliff notes. I read it actually front to back, um, which is, I, I if I'm the Quavo, Quavo, it's because I do the homework. True. <laughs> on this the podcast, only one. yeah. You earn your seat. I earn my seat. I <laughs> earn my captain's chair. I just briefly want to say, I thought w- once I learned that about your uh, personal vendetta, justifiable vendetta against JD Vance, <laughs> I ordered that book whenever when it, everyone was like, "Oh, that's the book you got to read." Uh-huh. And before I could get to reading it, I read two things that was like, "Oh, actually, it's bullshit. Don't read it." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, good. I've already so, bought it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I burned it. <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot. Perfect. Um, so there's that, and then I think the sort of like larger thing was um, just this presumption that um, you could label an entire region Trump country. You know, and I know there's a lot of Trump supporters here, obviously, but there's a lot of people um, that aren't. But even I think even more than that, we wanted to get into. Um, just like how you think about a place and why it is the way it is from a different perspective that was missing from mass media. Our perspective is hard left. I mean, we're far left. We're leftists. We're socialists. And and I think that's been our, um, that's that's what we think is unique and is not getting offered in a lot of these. But with dick jokes. But with dick sure. jokes. <laughs> yeah. It's not leaving that out. It's right. kind of redundant, but thank you <laughs> yeah. for, for chiming in. Right, it's the whole thing of comedy. You don't actually... The dig jokes are implied. Socialist has been said. Uh, <laughs> right, we cleared the air with that. So. <laughs> Just got out in front of that. Right, right. Well, I, I really appreciate that because... And I've learned from talking to people this weekend that it's even kind of a misnomer to call it Trump country as though uh, all the people here... First of all, it's painting them with a wide brush, but as though everyone has felt this way for a long time, you know, that it's been building up to this. And it seems much more the case that it's been a pretty blue voting region that finally uh, was fed up and 
only vote a lot of them did vote for Trump, but it's because they were misinformed, uh, largely because of the fact that he's often full of shit. Right. Um, what well, I think that misinformed, but I think even more than that, I think people have a pretty. I think people are pretty fed up with the way things are, and if you can draw any lessons from the Trump vote here, it's that it was a, I would say, an anti-establishment vote, or at least that's what we were saying around the time of the election. Yeah. You know, I, I think since the election, I don't know how much I buy into that because I think it's just the same people who have voting for their been voting for the Republican Party for a long time. It's Bush voters. It's Reagan voters. Well, I mean, that's something I love about our modern society is that you guys can get together and, you know, you don't have to ask anybody's permission. You basically have a grassroots radio show and you get to voice, you know, these opinions from deep in the heart of Appalachia, uh, which is a great thing. You know, if this country had had that a long time ago, I think we would have a few more things figured out. Yeah, that's the that's one of the best things. I mean, I don't know. We've all been doing the radio for a really long time, all three of us, and um, it's it's honestly a pretty powerful medium. Um, we can't get fired, and that's pretty great. Yeah. Like you know, <laughs> we can't like we don't have bosses when it comes to like yeah, the media I, thing. I intend to use very foul language with <laughs> yes. no repercussions. Exactly. <laughs> but um, but then there's also the whole thing like. Um, all three of us are also involved in this show here that takes um, phone calls from um, people whose family members are incarcerated in the prisons around here, and it's um, and it cuts out a very um, it cuts out the middleman, which is the prison itself, which charges people to actually make phone calls in and out of a prison, or at least out of a prison. Um, and so it's like it provides like a link of communication to people, like. And I hate to use this sort of like corny metaphor, but you're literally broadcasting to people through walls, these walls that our society has created, um, sometimes arbitrarily, sometimes not. But regardless, like we're still able to reach them. And podcasting is sort of much the same. It's sort of the same. You obviously need an internet connection sure. <laughs> to listen to it. But but, but still, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it allows the uh, it it allows the working party, which is a very smooth segue into my next question uh, to bypass the channels you know the corporate channels right which is very healthy um and that next question is what is your name about the trillbillies and, and what does that have to do with a workers party well tom yeah well the like we were talking about earlier the trill part is just a a southern rap term that we, we kind of co-opt <laughs> and then you know just to play on hillbillies and yeah. then the workers party just to give it a nice red it was literally touch. cooked up in about five minutes in a group text yeah message. we may shorten it to the trillbillies for, uh, <laughs> seems a little ostentatious but, yeah but yeah. it's uh i think it denotes that like um you know like we are about something like we do have a message for better or for worse um and uh you know sometimes that gets lost in the Irreverence and all that other stuff, but well, and and before we get to any more dick jokes, what what is the message? You know, can you um, sum it up? Yeah, I think we really just wanted to let everybody know that the socialism is not this rigid campaign. You know, I think that was you. You said that in the in the paper, the Herald Leader, when we were talking, about right? It, and I thought that that resonated for me anyway. That it can be fun, and it can we can. You know, well, and it doesn't have to. I mean, I've learned a lot about it, you know, in this time of political unrest as well. Uh, and I've learned that uh, f for me, it focuses mostly on simply universal health care, right. and you know, the, the incredible morass of problems that we're facing, and and uh, the hardships that all of our citizens are going through regarding that. We don't have to, you know, become. Uh, a, a European country from last century to just give everybody health care, right. which is a socialist practice. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's uh, people are, are so afraid of that they still remember the propaganda from earlier world wars where they're like, socialism? Right. Why don't we become red commies, you know? <laughs> like, well, hang on. Yeah. Right. What if we just cover your broken arm? <laughs> <laughs> Would that be okay? It's not a revolutionary gesture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
think we also are just trying to contextualize a little bit this Trump country shit as in this area has been like I mean our history is in labor movement and so a lot of us came to our politic through this understanding of labor organizing um, and I think that's a pretty um, central piece of current socialism is that labor is where our power is that's true it's uh I, I love it I, I mean I wish that I was your age and I lived here because I'd get kicked off this <laughs> station that we can't get kicked <laughs> off of. <laughs> I would figure out a way. I'm going to burn this goddamn thing down. I have been officially written up. Yeah, that's true. I, I was on too. On the radio station. Yeah. I vaped weed in here one time and got in a lot of trouble for that. From? <laughs> the the uh, the manager. The oh, from the people here. Yeah, the, oh, people okay. the cops showed up when somebody played an Andrew Dusk play. Yeah, time. that did happen. There was like a standoff. In the early 90s. <laughs> there was a, a literal standoff, but like a cop standoff. Wow. Because <laughs> someone... Just... Was playing Andrew Dice Clay. Oh Do we? Th- is the door locked downstairs? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It's Super Bowl. Everybody's busy. It's yeah. Fine. Since we are also on camera, I just want to say that I did not eat any psilocybin mushrooms. <laughs> Um, and I th- and I'm grateful to the police for all they do to protect us and serve us. <laughs> Good. Keep the narcs at bay. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I just um, played Bikini Kill. That's why they wrote me up. That well, makes sense. We won't rant you out. Can I ask you what, uh, so when you, you had this idea, you came up with a cool name that means something, and and where did you kick it off? What was your first episode about? You might guess. J.D. himself. Uh, J.D. Vance. Yeah. And we've kind of been pigeonholed there. We've been trying to escape that ever since, that right. first episode. Yeah, every time J.D.'s <laughs> in the news, somebody's at us on Twitter. About it's like our free bird. J.D. Yeah. Yeah. It's our free bird. Yeah, but we've got some <laughs> other good songs, like Tuesday's Gone, you know. We've got uh, some other episodes that are about on that level. You know what's really hard? Your second book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's just see what happens to old JD. You might, you know, he may take care of the situation for you. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> You're true. very right. Hopefully. He might try to get into like speculative fiction or like science fiction or something and then. Good luck, buddy. Yeah, could you imagine a speculative fiction book written by JD Vance? <laughs> <laughs> Work well, that up for next episode, yeah. complete with theme song, please. You, that's got to be your thing. Uh, I got you. A little ditty. Yeah. We kept saying he was posturing to run for office, and he finally did come off of that horse and say he wasn't going to run for office, so at least there's that. He, uh, did I read, isn't he from Ohio? Yeah. yeah. Fucking Buckeyes. Oh, man. Buckeyes. He, and he doesn't even, he's the kind of Buckeye with no peanut butter inside. <laughs> with no peanut butter. It's <laughs> the worst You're like, possible. Oh, man. <laughs> Poison. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've had such a rich education while we're here working on our show. I've talked to all, all kinds of people and heard a lot of firsthand accounts of what a mess uh, that a lot of the region has been left in with the coal industry sort of, you know, pretty much shutting down to a trickle. Um, so who do you think is going to have the solution to the problems here? And and who doesn't, you know? Like, how, how are we going to get this neighborhood back on track? That's a great question, Nick. Um, I think it's very much an open question to, I mean, for our project, we think, Appalachian needs big government, right? We think that the sort of FDR-style social democracy served us well during that era, and that something that we, you know, talk about is the efficacy of that, you know, for today. Yeah. Uh, right. New New Deal. Which almost. is which is such a those are such bad words that you just said. You know, they make people gasp. Right. <laughs> well, I, we did say there were curse words on this show. That's true. <laughs> but I mean, I I agree with you that you know, uh, the people are in trouble, and and the local fixes don't seem to be coming in to save the day. Well, you know, I think it goes farther even than um, the sort of big government as an answer because. I mean, or at least for me, I think we also believe in some things like um, reimagining what, doing away with the police state and reimagining like a new criminal justice system and stuff like that. I mean, you talk about the opioid crisis. Well, I mean, um, this pretty much like sort of ground zero. And um, you, 
you know, it's being treated in the same way we've sort of traditionally treated addiction and drugs. It, you know, the police state is responding to it, putting people in prison for it. And, um, <clears throat> and so, you know, earlier I mentioned the show we do where we broadcast calls to prisons around here. I mean, there's a lot of prisons around here. Um, let me, and let me make sure I have this straight. You're basically, uh, to bypass the the shitty rule that prisons make prisoners pay yeah to call to have a human relationship over the phone you bypass that by allowing the relatives to call in and then the prisoners listen to the podcast well that's a different thing from the show they could listen to the podcast if they wanted to <laughs> this is a it's a different show that we do on the station we do it in this room actually but um but yeah, they they can have they can buy radios in commissary, and so we've even heard tale of people who don't have radios. Other guys will put the radio up to the vent system, and so the messages will like get through the vents somehow. Right, that's, that's powerful stuff. That's some yeah. badass Robin Hood action right there. Right, yeah, right. Um, and you know, I I think something that's pretty wild about that show is that almost all the people who call in are women. Are like supporting. I just feel like it. It, it creates a whole new narrative about who's serving, like who, what, who in our communities are serving when people are locked up. I mean, probably the worst is when kids call in and read their ABCs or talk about their last birthday party oh. or their t-ball game. I mean, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that begs the question. I, I've been so grateful to get to come here and, and meet people firsthand and hear about the history and what the problems are right now because I'm getting really different information than sort of the picture that the media is painting. So can you talk about, you know, what is what is the national what is the story getting wrong on on the on behalf of the national media? Quite a bit. Yeah, I'd have to think about that for a second. Well, even the raw numbers we we've, we've talked about often on the show is that most people here aren't voting at all. Like, so, like voter turnout in the South is extremely low. There's tons of disenfranchisement in Kentucky. People who've ever had a felony before can't vote ever again. Like that's I mean it's an astronomical number. Compounded by we have the seventh biggest uh, prison population in the world wow. yeah. as a as a standalone as a country. Yeah. Um. So there's just the the numbers that we've created this Trump situation whatever it's just I mean it's just it's statistically impossible did I, did I hear that uh, I could be wrong I think I heard that only 23% of the people voted in the presidential election sounds right yeah I don't know the exact number but that's probably about right yeah. sounds right well then even if even if it was a hundred percent for Trump you can hardly call that Trump country yeah it's, it's like saying he won the popular election uh, which is a sad joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were more votes for Trump in Staten Island yeah. than like all of <laughs> Kentucky, probably. That's a great statistic. <laughs> well, I think really what bugs us so much about that, by calling it Trump country, you're overlooking what people actually respond to and what they actually want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, racism and, and these other things are a problem for sure. Um, but they're a problem everywhere because this and is we America. Don't have a monopoly. We live, yeah, we don't have, exactly. And so um, I guess really by us sort of railing against that, we were railing more against this sort of like liberal notion. I mean, you know, I've really seen this written about the most among liberals that like, oh, they get what they voted for. The you Frank know? Rich, the Frank Rich. Yeah. Day, when he right. was like, no sympathy for the hillbillies. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just powered the goddamn industrial revolution, made your career possible. But <laughs> carry on, Frank. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And you powered the industrial revolution and all of the years since. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it didn't stop there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, they kept the lights on between th that revolution and the two world wars. I think they were still burning electricity. <laughs> right. 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 Well, so maybe let me rephrase. Like, um, what what do you think that the national story is leaving out? You know, um, they because I, I agree. There, you know, this is my first time being in a place where uh, w that is inhabited by so-called hillbillies, which also includes trillbillies, <laughs> metrobillies. <laughs> right? And, I, and right, I've met a few uh, chillbillies. I don't know if that <laughs> has been coined. We moonlight as chillbillies. Yeah. yeah. I feel I feel like a pretty chillbilly vibe in this room That's right cool. now. That's good. But I mean, you know, it's it, it, and, and by attaching any group of people to Trump, it, so many stereotypes immediately spring to mind, you know. 
association with that particular person colors a, a people's mentality, uh, lack of education or education, you know, gullibility, preju- just sense of prejudice of like, oh, those people don't appreciate truth. You know, they're, they're prejudiced in one way or another. And, you know, what's, what's wrong? The, how, how are the people here different than that? What's, what's being left out of that stereotype? Here's what I think. I, I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily say that the mass media, you know, whatever, that, whatever you want to put into that, New York Times, MSNBC, and all this other stuff, I, I don't know if it's so much that they leave stuff out um, or that they're leaving out anything in particular because they do do good stuff sometimes. Like the New York Times, I think, has done a pretty good job at um, reporting on, you know, like uh, violations in the mine industry yeah. in terms of like environmental stuff like that. Um, but it's, I guess it's more like, you know, and this is not my strong place. I don't really have a, uh, I don't really feel one way or the other about it, but like a classic example would be like Nick Kristoff who works for the New York times mm-hmm. who, um, I remember a few years ago, he like dropped in to Jackson, Kentucky, Jackson County, but it was, or yeah. it was Breathitt County, but it was Jackson. Jackson. And he did this story on SSI benefits, social security benefits. And basically the whole, the whole frame of the story was about how people are abusing the system and how the system is rigged and all this other stuff. And it's just like, yeah, like that happens in any, um, you know, system that happens in any bureaucratic agency. But like, what are you trying to prove? You know what I mean? Like, are you trying to, what is the message you're trying to send? Is mm-hmm. it that, that people here are a bunch of freeloaders? And if so, like, well, like imagine how that gets taken up. You Ma- know? Meanwhile, the Pentagon loses 128 billion in their couch cushions. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Scant mention. Well, yeah, that. And, and why? Why didn't you go to Memphis? Why didn't you go to Albuquerque to right. tell that story? Right. Well, it's, yeah, it's 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 geared towards us. They're trying to get a specific, and it's, and I've noticed this a lot. They uh, mostly with liberals, and they do it because what they're trying to do by doing that is they're trying to say they're trying to pander to a conservative audience and to a conservative ideology. They're saying, look, we realize as liberals that this kind of stuff goes on and we're willing to help you with it. Meanwhile, the conservatives are literally just chopping that shit. Like, yeah. they're getting rid of it wholesale. And and it's, like, something that we've been talking about all year in 2017 was how, like, liberals in the Democratic Party walk into this trap time and time again. Like, you cannot pander these to these people. Right. They want blood. <laughs> they want they're blood. out for your blood. <laughs> yeah. they, and... and I don't know. I think of Bill Clinton's presidency. Bill Clinton made a career off being too conciliatory to Republicans. Yeah. They still shut the government down. On his yeah, ass yeah. Times, exactly. It's like these people can't be reasoned with. They can't. N- Neil Gorsuch is sitting there smoking a fucking cigar, <laughs> listening to this, <laughs> sagely nodding his head. <laughs> <laughs> got got that right, Tom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let me, let's 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 back it off of of that kind of question. Like, let's let's say I just walked in here. And you guys said, "Hey, we, I love you're Nick Offerman. I loved you on the George Lopez program. <laughs> you want to come talk to us?" And I would say, "Yeah, you guys really seem like my people." I noticed, uh, I heard some stuff on the street about the coal industry. You know, sort of uh, set up these communities and had a huge controlling interest, and now that's kind of going away, and people are having a hard time. I heard about some. Some sort of brown water issue over in Martin. Um, can you guys give me sort of nutshell the uh, the climate, the situation around here? You know, what are the problems? It feels like the nutshell is that we are like the poster child for um, capitalism as an experiment, just not not shaking out. Yeah, we have no control Didn't over. Shake out. Yeah, we we're, we have. There is no autonomy here. I mean, in the sense that like. Martin County is a good example um, where, um, you know, you didn't you had a coal industry that didn't invest in any kind of infrastructure. The infrastructure that they did invest in, they owned. And when they left, it just sort of like fell into disrepair. But there's also the sense that we literally don't have any control. Like, what was it? Uh, April last year, our county judge tried to pass it just to raise money for the county, tried to pass a tax on every gas well in the county. Um, Which this county holds ten percent of the state's oil and gas reserves. So I mean that's right big revenue. And yeah. so they they held this uh, meeting down in our fiscal court. That's the that's where they meet uh, the county government. 
and um, to get to get community input on this tax. Well, the oil and gas industry, the Kentucky Oil and Gas Association, um, they brought in like 80 oil and gas workers and essentially like intimidated the, the fiscal court or county government into not passing this tax. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like, we just don't have any, like, the all the community members there pretty much were uniform in wanting it. And all these people who weren't from here, who work in central Kentucky, I've never even seen them, they came in here. <laughs> I, I was talking Ter- about Terrence, Terrence was out on really Main Street cussing people out. Yeah, I was, almost, I was trying to fight people. <laughs> yeah, we had to call them. <laughs> we had to write them in. I mean, our elected officials sat there and just took this just berating from all these paid workers from other parts of the state. They ended up, at the end of it, they had to just call an executive session and slink down the fucking back steps of the courthouse to escape the room. Yeah. Mm. They couldn't even face the, just to pass this, like, it's a, really small tax. Right. It's a classic example of how, you know, and it's not just Eastern Kentucky. I mean, this is all over. I mean, I'm from New Mexico. It's the same thing. It's like the fossil fuel industry. They own pretty much everything. If yeah. you, I mean, like, they'll give you a degree of freedom, and you know, but if you even a little bit buck up against that to try to cut into their profits they're going to yeah as long as you don't mess with their bottom line right man it's well you know i think uh i've i've been educated in a big way and i've i've heard a lot of voices of hope and i and i'm thrilled to death to run into you three uh because i one thing i love about the podcast format is that there's a, a realism to it you know it's not polished we're sitting here having a sloppy conversation like we would be if we were at a bar. Right. Um, and also, this uh, this scotch is delicious. Um, <laughs> Extra sloppy in here. Yeah. And, you know, that gives me, the, like, I, I'm sure there are young people, you know, within earshot that are listening to this and just uh, they're much more prone to listen to you and trust you because you're not uh, wearing a suit, you're not sitting, standing behind a pulpit. You're just some some guys and gal hanging out, you know, giving your honest opinion. Um, speaking of uh, honest opinions, I can't I can't visit a Kentucky podcast without bringing up Wendell Berry. Uh, are are you guys who who here is pals with Wendell Berry? Tanya spent the night in the governor's mansion. Yeah, I've never even met him, but Tanya's like buds with him. Oh, you were at the uh, the sit-in, yeah. the sleep-in. The sleep-in, I was there. I, en- I enjoyed Those that on the news. Are dedicated to Tanya. Yeah, it's true. That's not really true. That's not true, and I, I've seen it. You I've may, literally seen you it. You may not be mine. the only Tanya in his life. Right? <laughs> exactly. I know someone texted me and said, "Holy shit, Wendell just dedicated a book to you." And I said, "No, it's his wife. We spell it the same. Well, it's T A, but." You know, it was the whole list of people that were in the governor's office. It at, le- it at least opens up the options. I'm not saying it's <laughs> I not. I do you know. say that he only remembers my name because it's his wife's name. You know what? With a luminary like <laughs> Wendell Berry, whatever it takes. Yeah. <laughs> whatever yeah. it takes. He, he can call me Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We do. We have written back and forth. Do you write him? I have written him, mm-hmm. yeah. We have corresponded. Yeah. Uh, He's a cute. You did the documentary, right? I, I helped produce it. Okay. That's and right. uh, the peak, I mean this sincerely, I, the peak of my career will forever be in that documentary we made about Wendell Berry called Look and See by a great filmmaker named Laura Dunn. Uh, there are some shots of my hands and tools making a walnut stool <laughs> while Wendell talks about and an artist is someone who take, sees two things that ought to be put together, and he puts them together <laughs> like a novel or a film or a stool. And while he says that, I'm making a stool. And I every time I see it, I cry my eyes out. <laughs> because for me, he's the most important writer living. Uh, I think the answers to so many of our social ills around the world, but certainly in America, are to be found in the common sense to in his writing you know um it's all based on uh, old-fashioned values respecting the land that we use respect you know loving one another equally it's 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 not complicated yeah i i I mean if i uh i gave a speech at the sundance film festival a couple weeks ago as part of you know i was i was uh 
number 14 of 15 of, of there were some incredibly powerful mostly women and, and also common was there um, but Maria Bello put together this spoken word thing with three young ladies it was, it was called the Respect Rally. It was the one-year anniversary of the Women's March. And I was incredibly flattered to be asked to get up and say something. And whenever that happens, I open with some Wendell Berry, and then I flap my gums about it, just so that I'm not completely plagiarizing. And then I close with some Wendell Berry. Tried and true. And they, they keep, keep asking me back, so I guess it's working. But I said... I. If I just had a career of reading his work to people, I would so happily accept that job because nobody's done it better than he. Yeah. He, um... In fact, I'd, if it's okay with you guys, I'll spend the rest of this podcast reading, reading this book reading around. <laughs> the Unforeseen <Okay>. Wilderness. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, we're, uh... That would be pretty cool, um... It'd be like when, what's his name, we used to read The Great Gatsby in front of crowds. Who was it? Uh, Andy Kaufman. Yeah, Andy Kaufman. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be just like that. It would be just like that. <laughs> well, when I heard you were going to be here, I thought, you know what? We should just dry call Wendell. We should just call Wendell while he's here. Um, but I found out Wendell um, had a little fall recently. Yeah. I don't think he, he's answering the phone right now. Yeah. And don't ever compare that that hack Salinger to Wendell Berry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so a lot of a lot of the future is is gonna involve experimentation and you know sort of throwing a lot of stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks but i mean you know what do you guys you you live here what do you think who's gonna is there is there an ideal messenger for this place you know what uh who do you think is going to drive the vanguard towards future success? Um, well, I mean, uh, it looks like you're ready to take that man alone. Does it, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's me. Does their <laughs> name me. begin with the letter T? <laughs> <laughs> yep. They answered all the questions. Um, well, I think what you said about, you know, Wendell said it best that artists have a big role to play in how we're communicating and understanding the world. Um, our artists take two things that need to go together and put them together. They do a lot to best understand, kind of break down, retail, um, and communicate the world, um, and a lot of hope, like you've talked about. So I think artists have a big role. I do too. I mean, it, have you guys seen that Higher Ground show? We oh, yeah. have, yeah. yeah. I went and saw that thing the other night. We heard you played Did Roger they put on a show for you? <laughs> oh, you read my resume. <laughs> <laughs> They did. I mean, it was, you know, sort of a dress rehearsal. Yeah. Uh, and um, to be honest, it, it, they they sprang it on us. We didn't know it was going to happen. Wow. And, you know, as those things go, it started. And it's a, it's a very honest theater group. It's a community, you know, it's the community. So it's not trained professionals. So you have a wide spectrum of talent. Um, and they got up and, and started it without any fanfare. And there was a sense of, oh... I guess I guess we're going to sit here and watch a show. And I knew a little bit about it. But as it started, I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Some community theater. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how many are there up there? <laughs> and within, within uh, a minute, I was completely enwrapped. Mm-hmm. And then... And then I was so hooked and just fascinated and, like, it made me cry a few times. The music was astonishing. And and the way they dovetail the music and the, the spoken word stuff together. The, uh, and I couldn't get a straight answer. I, when it was over, I said, who edited this, you know? And they said that they sort of threw the order together last minute, like right when we got there. But whoever, somebody is influencing them, and maybe it's Robert Guype, but it's the brevity, the it's really good writing because they each piece is just long enough to give you the full emotion of the moment, and then they jump to the next one. Right. And if they were even the slightest bit indulgent, you know, or, or narcissistic about it, it would be too long and it would be a drag. But they, it's so well done, uh, and I'm so excited that it's. Um, I hear that they've gotten some grants to do stuff with it, and yeah, I mean it, that fits into what you're saying is that. Um, that art is 
successful and effective. And, you know, I'm going to, tr- you know, write something about it and, like, tell the world I saw this great show. You should check out if you get a chance, you know. And that's that's how the the that's i think that's one of the ways in the uh, the the perception of this place is going to be healed is simply by the kind of thing you guys are doing where they're like oh i i heard this podcast out of trump country <laughs> and it didn't sound super trumpy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we were shooting for yeah i think <laughs> our super ground Trump-y. that's the you can use that blurb on your poster. Oh, okay. Not super Trump. Not super Trump. Now we got Nick on. We yeah. can take J.D. Vance's blurb. <laughs> They're probably on their 10th production, if not more, over there. Yeah, it, it's really cool. And so, do you know who... I know I played Roger in a scene, but do you guys know Roger? No, I just saw Gap's uh, Instagram post or something. Okay, because <laughs> they, are, they are all based on... You know, there was one sad story about a father who lost his son and the the true father was sitting across the room mm-hmm. and so the, i mean yeah. yeah it really is woven in with the real lives of these people yeah well they're all all of those productions are put together by story circles i mean i'm sure they told you this mm-hmm. that they hold story circles robert gop used to work here at apple shop it's still like that's still how a lot of art is made around here is through story circles back Last year, we were trying to put a lot of pressure on our local government to start a clean needle exchange, mm. to try to like figure out some uh, medical services for people, just a very simple clean needle exchange. And um, we they put together, we had like a couple of little potlucks, uh, story circles, and then they put together a play called Needlework, which the poster for it was like someone... Um, crocheting or uh, cross stitching <laughs> so it wasn't as uh spooky to come out to a play called needlework yeah. that's like a cross stitch we, we call that a bait and switch <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what we did <laughs> winthrop look at this poster <laughs> let's go see this nice crochet <laughs> is it a musical <laughs> It was indeed a musical. Uh, what uh, do do you all have any questions for me while I'm here amongst you? Well, I was hoping I'd get to just introduce you as Megan's husband. <laughs> that was my plan. Let's let's do your intro now, and you can cut, yeah, you can cut it up front. <laughs> no, it's okay. There's nothing I'd rather be called than <laughs> Mr. Mullally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you have a if you have a better moniker, I'd like to hear it. <laughs> no, that that's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> when I when I became Mr. Mullally, I I said, by God, I made it far above my wildest dreams. Yeah, leveled up. <laughs> it's a gig I'd like to hang on to. Right. Yeah. Well, I saw you recently, just the first round on the new Will and Grace, and I was surprised y'all didn't have a, a scene together. We did at the very end. Did you? Did Apparently, you, I missed it. Your DVR well, you were in there a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I was at my mom's catching it live. Uh-huh. <laughs> did you fall asleep? <laughs> well, you were on a couple episodes, right? Uh, well, I was on one uh, along in like 2003. Oh, I see. I played a plumber, <laughs> which is appropriate. And then this time around, uh, they cast me as an attractive person, <laughs> which is is why it's a successful comedy. Uh, and we did, we did, we do have. I mean, it's a, it's the final joke of the show is an exchange that we have. Oh, I missed it somehow. Um, Damn it. Quite quite funny wasn't <laughs> the people that did will and grace the ones that worked with johnny over in vico yeah we damn near got a the our own sitcom yeah reality tv yeah oh, it was gonna this, be a reality t- yeah, tv yeah reality. right yeah Bravo. a reality <laughs> show um the this, this, pro- this isn't friends of coal <laughs> no <laughs> the producers of will and grace as far this is how the folk you're the pers- first person i've shopped friends of coal to that's <laughs> all you got that's all yours if you want it <laughs> yeah you have it <laughs> I'm still listening. <laughs> <laughs> but um, con- just up the road in Perry County, uh, the smallest municipality in the country with a fairness ordinance mm. is there. And um, the mayor of that town is openly gay um, hairdresser. And the, his shop and the city hall are kind of right on the same little strip. And so he's constantly just running back and forth in his apron. It's, you know, wow. it's very cute. Um, it's a good and, show. Yeah. And they, yeah. he tried to work with them to figure it out. but um, And he got them to pay for a full park before they 
before he kicked him out of town. <laughs> That's what you got to do with these TV people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got some projects for you guys before yeah. you leave. <laughs> well, this is a this is a different category. <laughs> We're not on an NBC budget here. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, if, if you have, like, a loose hinge or something, I'll fix that right okay. up. Oh, there's enough of those in this building, yeah. <laughs> for sure. I'm terrific with a light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a euphemism. Is it, like, a weed trick, like, earlier? No, no, so I'm talking straight up. It's just with a illu- up. Illumination. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, uh, I forgot the original question. I I probably do. We have questions. Oh, <laughs> I guess I do. But it's like, why are you here? Are we um, like sort of big picture? Is like humanity? Are we fucked or no? Are we? Are we is there hope? Ask all big questions. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> sure. Clearly, you have some bit of idealism. Hang on, my shrooms are kicking in. <laughs> I, uh, gosh, I love that question. Uh, you know, I was raised Catholic. That's all. <laughs> nice. No, sorry, I'm wait- waiting for my A camera to get into position. Oh, I was raised Catholic. I'm glad you asked that, Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> I, was raised, I was raised Catholic, and, uh, that didn't work for me. Uh, I was the head of the altar boys, and I did, I read the readings from the gospel, and uh, I dig, I dig religion in general. I think that we need, um, we need our myths. We need our stories. You know, yeah. wherever you go, people have them, whether they go to church or not. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'd go crazy and you know kill yeah. our children, um, <laughs> and that's to be avoided. We've, in most cases. So in most yeah. cases, as, as I was going to say, there's asterisk. Yeah, and uh, and so I mean I'm. I don't know. I'm really glad that my nature uh, led me to be an artist, because I'm always I'm always maintaining the attitude of a student to sort of answer that question. Uh, but with all of the incredible vitriol that's being tossed around our country and our world today, I'm grateful. It always leaves me shaking my head. You know, I get into loud arguments with my my best friend about you know whatever injustice has been done today and we never come up with any solutions because we're human beings and these things are complicated it's never a black and white answer and we always he's an artist and we always say well let's you know let's just keep trying to make things with a message of love and uh and affection which is a, a wendell berry says it all turns on affection and I, no we'll never know it's one it's, when people argue religion with me i say just don't forget that every religion was written by us they're stories that we wrote cuz we need them we'll never know why why did we weird mammals get opposable thumbs and consciousness i can't imagine anyone's ever going to answer that question but here we are I was gonna say we we build ourselves as being able to answer that question. That's our whole brand. So it is, but we'll not, you know, <laughs> That's... everything we make, no matter how cool and astonishing it is, in it, now you know, in another week, we're like, up oh, time to update your operating system. <laughs> oh, right, right. Next year, now that invention's garbage. Yeah. You know, I invested heavily in Betamax technology. <laughs> 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 I would have made it. I would have made it way earlier. Well, you could. Um, I'm watching this show on Netflix about the Unabomber. Mm-hmm. He had a few things to say about technology. <laughs> no, you guys aren't. You guys aren't on the same page as me. No, with the Unabomber. Okay. No. Other than that, you called him a snack earlier on our text message. <laughs> I did say <laughs> I was he was. Like, are you on up or I did say he could get it. Bits out on the group text. And... I did say he could get it. Oh. <laughs> He moved you in a visceral way. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. I mean that, and that's yeah. that's beautiful about us. Like, right. We can we can we have philosophy, but we are also animals. Right. That you know. Yeah. It's it will forever be a conundrum. We'll always be human beings, which means we'll always be screwing up. Right. Uh, and then and then we always get to. We don't we don't go to a basketball game because anybody's ever going to play the perfect game. We go to see how well they can try, right? And 
that's something I think is that's beautiful because I always make mistakes, and when I when I do, I say I hope that mistake was beautiful <laughs> because then maybe I can get another job. <laughs> but it's it's important, you know. It's we're all fallible. We're all you know trying to find our ass with both hands, and I think that 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 notion would do us a lot of good in the state house and in the white house that like hang on can't we all just can't we all be honest here for a second we all know like it's on paper that you the nra bought your seat you know big pharma bought your seat and so on why are the people making our medicine in the goddamn white house paying people to give them the legislation they want so they could make as much money as possible making our medicine. Right. I mean, it's medicine, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, go ahead, make shiny running shoes. Like, go nuts. Charge all you want for those. But our our grandma's pills, you know? Right. That's 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 the kind of common sense I'd like to see more of, um, which is a, a product of the my mushrooms are just kicking in. <laughs> Um, but I love you guys, and I think I love the way that the veins in my hand are the same <laughs> as a sycamore leaf. <laughs> and that's the same as a river delta, if you look at it on Google Earth. I was thinking the same. Think about, about it. Looking at it. I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go home and watch me some Unabomber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got one convert. I'm with you, man. <laughs> Oh jeez. Um, what uh now if I if I rolled into town and uh, hit you guys up and said, "What should I go eat?" What would you tell me to go eat? It would depend on the day and the time. Yeah. But are we talking right now or uh, tomorrow? I, I don't know. Cuz you got to go to Joe Pack's Chicken and ice them. Joe Pack's Chicken. Tomorrow, yeah. 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 Is that Just a is that a fried chicken fried joint? Fried chicken. Mm-hmm. It's fucking great. All right. I highly mm-hmm. recommend it. And, and what you, and what else? What are the sides? Um, you can get uh, coleslaw. You can get potato salad. I think they actually give Green you a beans. loaf of bread, like Green Betsy beans. Ross, like the whole loaf in the. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can get it in the grocery store. Yes. Was Betsy Ross known for giving out <laughs> baked goods? I guess I guess yeah. that's right. <laughs> Her lesser known, her lesser known, She didn't just sit around. I mean, she only had to sew that flag one time. Yeah, right. When you think of it, it's not right. like she was a flag sewer. She's got to stay at a job somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's Kentucky beef burgers at this place called Thirsty Heifer. You can get a beer and a burger there. Thirsty Heifer, copy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty good. I believe they also have alcoholic beverages. Yeah, they get do. A burger and a beer there. That's all I need to know. That that's three meals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chicken, burger, chicken. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I uh, I'm very grateful to you for having me and for what you're doing. Uh, more importantly. Yeah. Thanks for being patient with me, and uh, keep up the good work. I'm, I'm a fan of the Workers Party. Oh, great. Sweet. And that's, we're not Trumpy. No. So, uh, was that what, what was it was? It? Not super Trumpy. Not super Trumpy. There <laughs> we go. No. I'm a fan of the Workers Party. They're not super Trumpy. That's a blurb from Nick on Twitter. Right Putting it on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> you will, I'll, I'll back it up. <laughs> yeah, man, you're, you're worse. You later. It's on to corroborate We, sh- we shot it on a TV show, so. Yeah, you're right. We, there we're are locked, cameras we're here. We're locked in. Yeah. Damn. Well, you said this was your first time here. Would you ever come back and visit? I hope to. Yeah, I love it. I, uh, Bring Megan. I've been all over a lot of Kentucky, but I'd never been to this part of eastern Kentucky. And I've been saying this all day. It's so beautiful here. You could cut out any hundred acres and then take it to where I come from in central Illinois, and it would be our dopest state park. (laughs) You guys want to go over to Kentucky Park? (laughs) Look at these. I mean, it's just it's astonishing. Mm -hmm. It's all super dreamy to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll come I, back. And yes, I will try to bring Megan. She please. Sometimes, uh, she she sometimes loves to be with me, and then sometimes, uh, I am very gassy. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, "Why don't you go do one of your projects?" <laughs> so don't you have something to do? <laughs> I'll try. 
I'll try and time it out. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, Joe Pax will definitely not help you there. Well, he's yeah. going to give you some gas, but uh, yeah. it'll be worth it. We'll strategize around it. Yes, strategize. <laughs> for sure. In fact, we'll send here, put Megan on the podcast while I go get chicken. Yeah, that'd be great. Perfect. And, and they'll just walk back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Work it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smart. Apologies in advance to the neighborhood for <laughs> whenever that goes down. Yeah. Yeah, we um, definitely come be on the podcast when you come back through. Bring Megan. You're actually not our first L.A. based comedian to be on the show in the flesh. Yeah. About that? I'm not. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Who beat me out? Brandy Posey. Do you know her? Have you heard of her? No, but that's that's uh, that. I'm very ignorant to most cool things, so it probably means she's the greatest. Yeah, she did stand up yeah, yeah. here in the theater, and she was on the show with us. She you heard it here first. Great. You have a theater here? Yeah. How We'd, many? How many seats? 150. Actually, we just did a remodel, and uh, a six-year-old counted and said, "There's 149 seats in here." Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> it's really nice. Kids. Yeah, we'd love to ha- do a show with you here. Well, I'm, uh, I'm negotiating with Travis over at the uh, what's that place called, the Benham Inn? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It used to be a high school. Yeah, I love the schoolhouse, and it's haunted. Did they it tell you all haunted. the stories about? It's haunted for well, sure. I only heard that it was haunted, but I will since we're buzz marketing here. Had an amazing meal. They have a restaurant called the Lunch Bucket. Mm-hmm. They do a real nice job, and they were they were actually in the middle of a remodel. And I thought it looked. I've never seen an old cool high school that you can now sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it it's not for everybody. Uh, just for the fun and awesome. Yeah. Well, did your um the what I love is that the room numbers coordinate with a graduation year from that school and then they have the graduating class uh did they really? picture on the door. Did was yours like that? They, they don't did, have them all. They would not let me go upstairs. <laughs> you weren't allowed upstairs? No, I think they looked me up on YouTube. <laughs> oh, the upstairs wasn't as nice. No, they wouldn't let me go up there for real. It's haunted. Well, that's what's haunted is up there. They were probably afraid something bad would happen. Yeah, you're, you know. You come back, we'll go with it. We should go and do an episode from there. We should exercise that shit. The lockers right are still up there. That's ghost what's fucking hunters. haunted. Yeah, that's ghost hunters with Nick yeah. Offerman and the Trill Billies. Ghost hunting. Yeah. Well, they they also have like a a room where um I I might come play some songs, so we could do a uh, you know the gymnasium. I'll hit them one night and then swing through here. Yeah, we'd love that. The moth cool. is going to be here in May. Damn, that's a that's a real. The whole podcast is coming. Yeah, that's going to be this. I probably am allowed to say it, or I don't know what their deal is, but uh, it's going to be <laughs> yeah, busted. <laughs> there, it's the smallest venue they'll have, they've ever done. Uh, that's gr- that's really cool. I love that podcast. Yeah, I even have their hard their uh, books. Oh, All nice. Right. Well, perfect opportunity to come back. All right, huh. everyone, All right. Uh, listen to this podcast. Tell your dad. <laughs> <laughs> come check out the moth coming soon. <laughs> And if you haven't uh, scoped Brandy Posen's comedy on the computer world, check, check it out. Yeah. Uh, Brandy Posen. Posey. Posey. I'm, t- Posey, I'm talking yeah. about Brandy Posey's uh, friend, Brandy Posen. Brandy Posen. <laughs> yeah. They're both excellent <laughs> and funny. Coming soon nice. to the Offerman workshop. All That's right. right. Well, thanks for joining us, Nick. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, That's thanks right. so yeah. much. My pleasure. I have no slogan, otherwise I'd... Uh, go, go, Trillbillies. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you. That's good enough. Keep that's it tight. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a wrap. <laughs>